Hi, Mama. So excited you're here today. Today, we are going to dive in to how to create boundaries in order to care for yourself. So the last episode, we just talked all about how to create a focus for the year, and I highly recommend going and listening to that. I'm so excited about these focuses you're creating. And so I want to talk, though, about how to to create these boundaries, because in order to invest our time, energy, money into something, it means we have to take it away from something else. And so we have to create these boundaries. Now, I know it feels like as moms, there's no time, there's no money, there's no energy, but I really believe there's always margin, that there's always places that we can we are either losing our time, we're losing our energy, we're even losing our money in these in these ways that don't align with our values or our priorities. And so we have to identify what those are and then set these boundaries so that we can step into making this a priority. And why I think this is such a crucial conversation for moms is I know for a lot of us, it can be so easy just to give any extra, any extra time, energy, money to our kids. Like, oh yeah, you want those shoes? Oh, you're so cute. Okay, we'll give you those shoes. I mean, that's an older kid. You know, most of the time it's toys for mine. Or like maybe it's another program or maybe it's not talking about money. Maybe it's time. It's like, oh, well, I have this extra time. I, I could, you know, watch another show with you or sit down and play with you more, which we want those things. Like I'm not saying any of those are bad. And I obviously encourage you to play with your children and spend time with them. But I also believe in setting boundaries so that you can make the priority that we identified something that actually is somewhere where you pour into because if we're not careful, it can just get lost in the muck of everything else. And so we're going to talk about specifics today on how to do this, what that looks like, overcoming kind of some of the obstacles that can come up. So I'm really excited to, to it's like this, this piece you need to step into this focus. Like it's good and well to identify the focus and even schedule it. But if you don't have boundaries to maintain it, to to uh, make sure those resources are going towards it. When I say resources, not just money, it's your time, it's your energy, it's the focus of your attention. And so if we don't have those clear boundaries, then it's not gonna be a focus at all for the year. So I, I hope this episode, you know, if you've been hearing me talk about the Academy and it's been on your heart, it's been stirring and you're like, gosh, I wanna do that, but I just, uh, you know, we have these other things, I have this other these other things to do, this other thing I need to pay for, this other whatever. I hope this episode can be for you, but you know, really it's for any focus. But I hope if if that has been on your heart, this might help you look at it in a different way and be able to answer the call that God is giving you. If you haven't heard me talk about it, you can go find more information at morningmamaacademy.gr8, the number eight.com. By the time you listen to this, it's probably just like two weeks left until we launch on January 18th. I'm so pumped. So make sure you go check that out. And for everyone, I'm excited to share this with you so that you can really set yourself up to have a year where you can really focus on what God is calling you to. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. so excited to talk about this today. When we decide to do something, it will always take away from something else, right? Like we have all of us, no matter how much you have, you have a set amount of time, you have a set amount of energy, you have a set amount of money, regardless of whether that's a lot or a little bit, there's a set amount. And so whatever choices we make, it takes away from other possibilities, And so this is something you need to keep in mind as you prepare to to have a focus this year. Because if you're you're not thinking about this, if you don't have this in mind, you're going to at some point think like, oh gosh, well, this is stealing from my time with my kids. Or this is stealing. I mean, I think that's the big one as moms like we we go to. This is stealing from my kids. But I don't think that all of our resources need to go to our kids. You know, we always talk about the priority list around here. First, we're a daughter of the king then we're a wife, then we're a mother. And so even though it sometimes feels like that's what we need to do, and maybe even culture paints that picture or, you know, pictures on Instagram paint that picture, Pinterest, we we have this pressure to perform, to feel like we're measuring up to the other moms, to feel like we're pouring in everything we can to our kids. And while I do, again, believe in pouring into our kids, that's part of our job, that is not the job. That is one of the jobs and not even the number one job. And so we have to acknowledge this. Otherwise, we're always going to find ourselves, you know, drifting back to normal, whatever that looks like for you. And if if normal for you is just giving it all to your kids, then you're going to drift back slowly to that spot where that's happening. But we need to first see, and you have to decide right now, like, If you're going to take this focus thing seriously, if you're going to go for it, you're going to have to make sacrifices in other areas. Just like when I started this podcast, like I love this and it's so fun and it's incredible getting to see what God is doing through this. It blows my mind constantly. He is insane. So insane. But it takes sacrifice. I have sacrificed time with my kids. You know, I I spend time, sometimes it's during their naps, but sometimes it is while they're awake and I I have someone come and watch them. I sacrifice time away from my kids. I sacrifice energy and time with my husband sometimes. Like I said, sometimes I'm working at night and so I don't always just have that flexibility to watch a show or to, to hang out. Like I have to get this work done. And so I sacrifice that time. I have sacrificed money. I have invested in courses. I have gotten podcast editing. I've bought equipment. You know, there are so many things that I've had to do to set up this business that has sacrificed my money. Now, I say all of that just to help you see that every choice we make involves sacrifices. It's, it's never not at a cost. There's always a cost to stepping into something and stepping into our calling, really. Now, I want to keep reminding you, this is not at the cost of our relationship. Like I would never, again, put 
the business above my husband and I's relationship. And if I ever felt it was really putting a strain on it and I could not, you know, prioritize him above it, then I would need to stop. And I would do that. I would make that choice. But this is why it's important to do this work in line with God so that he can speak to us and show us where we need to shift, when, where we need to put a little more time, where we're, we're, we're sacrificing too much of something. But while there is always going to be a cost, it does not mean that it should not be done. And it does also not mean that it's not going to benefit those same areas where it's costing something. So for example, you know, I've talked about my husband and being I'm more focused at night and I can't talk as much freely and watch shows with him, whatever. And so there's been that sacrifice. But at the same time, he has talked about how much easier things are in some ways because I am finally walking kind of in this calling and this purpose that God has for me with my ministry work and the podcast. And I'm not just solely focused on him and my marriage and kind of like discontent, which, you know, I, you know, we need to learn to be content in any and every situation, but you know, I wasn't always living up to that. And so there was kind of this, this yearning that I wasn't always handling well because I wanted to be doing something else. And so while there has been a cost in our relationship, there's also been something that it's brought and it's brought a happier and more fulfilled wife. So there was a sacrifice, a cost to our, that, that went to our relationship, but there was also something it brought and added. And I think the same is true of my kids. You know, I, when I show up to them, it's less time, but I believe it's more quality time because I have gotten to use these other gifts that God has given me and I've gotten to be fulfilled in that way. And now when I'm with them, oh my gosh, I am so filled with joy because I love being around them. Like I love that time. It's, it's so different than the work and I, I want to break from the work and I want to be with them. And so don't think for a second, just because there's a cost, there's not also going to be a benefit to those things. Because I believe that if God is calling you to something, you know, and we invited him into helping us create our focuses. So if, if, if he's calling us to something, it is going to lead us to being healthier. It's going to lead us to more fullness of life. And so just because there's a cost, it doesn't mean that we should hesitate. It doesn't mean we should back away. It doesn't mean that we should think, oh gosh, I'm just being selfish for wanting to do this. So I want you to take a minute and sit on this. Write down, you know, if you've had this focus, make sure you get your focus first and then write down, what is this going to cost me? Time-wise, energy-wise, money-wise, focus-wise, all of the things. What is it going to cost me? And then I want you to after you spend a good amount of time doing that, write down what gifts is it going to bring? What is it going to add to my life? What is it going to add to my relationships? What good is it going to bring? So spend some, some time doing that. Maybe pause this episode and then hop back in after you're done. Make sure you can recognize what it's going to cost you so that you aren't surprised by it. So you don't get derailed by thinking you're selfish or even by a comment from someone else, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But make sure you can recognize the cost, but also see the other side of the coin, right? To see what it's going to bring you. So do that. And then I'm going to talk through three things now that might kind of be obstacles for sticking with your focus or even starting your focus. So I want to talk through a few things that might get in your way. So the number one thing I want to talk through is other people. So 
haters. <laughs> I've never said the word hater before. I feel like <laughs> haters or, or really not haters. Like, I mean, there can be those out there, you know, maybe you have that friend that just is negative and doesn't want those things for you. So it's good to recognize this. Um, or it could just be like your husband and maybe we're talking about financial resources and it feels like, you know, he's, or a time, right? Time away from the home, time away from the kids, like whatever kind of resources you're spending, you know, it could be your husband that, that might get in the way. So whoever it is, you know, or a parent, maybe your parent has something to say about your choices and it's, it's hard to shut that off for you. So whoever it is, the number one thing is for you to be confident in what God is calling you to and have a clarity and a strength in that confidence that you carry, that you know God has spoken this, God has said this, and that you need, it is your it is your duty, it is your obedience to fulfill this, to, to live this out. Now, this does not mean that you're trying to manipulate your husband or whoever. It doesn't mean that you're, uh, you should go against your budget if we're talking about finances. It doesn't mean that you should go against wisdom. And if, if this is a person that's speaking against this and, and they are someone in your life that, that has a lot of wisdom, that, that does align with God, that, that you know you can trust to speak into your life, then don't ignore their voice. Like really hear them out and maybe, maybe you got something off on the way. And so I'm not saying to ignore all people's voices. What I'm saying is to have a confidence and a clarity that God is calling you to this and to speak out of that place with conviction. So here's an example. I've, I've told you all, if you, I don't know if you've heard it, the story of my daughter and how I named her. And, you know, it was this long process that God took me on where, you know, I asked for the name of my girl before I knew it was a girl. And he led me on this whole long process to come up with this name that was kind of unique and had this deep meaning. And so I was really excited by it. I was so stoked on it and really, really loved it. But I also you know, there's always doubt and I'm, I'm constantly growing and and building my confidence in who God is and really the whole journey of her name and how it was confirmed later really has been that key pivot in, in me trusting God even more and in his voice even more. And I can't remember what episode that was in, but if you want to hear it, um, message me and I can find it for you. But you know, I had this doubt, you know, I was excited about it, but just kind of doubtful. And it was kind of like a, a more unique name that I hadn't really heard. And I was kind of like worried about some aspects of it. And so it's like, okay, I don't know. And so I, you know, I told my husband about it and told him the whole story about it and said, but you know, just, just let me know. And if you don't like it, then, you know, it's probably not from God and we, you know, we don't have to do it. And I kind of said it all like that. Like, there wasn't a lot of conviction. There wasn't a lot of passion. It was just like, this is what it is. And I'm, I'm kind of open to what you think, you know? And so I kind of like left it at that. And, and months later, you know, it, it was almost time for her to come. I was like, Hey, we got to like talk about this. And, you know, he had kind of uh, brought up some concerns about it. And so, you know, I was, you know, kind of thinking, okay, it's probably not going to work out. And so I checked in, you know, when it's getting close and he's like, yeah, I don't think I like it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, we got to, we got to come up with a name now. Um, but okay. And so I go to my biblical counselor, you know, shortly after this and he was like, um, excuse me, like, do you really believe that God said this? And I was like, well, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, but I have doubts, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty clear. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, well, how did you communicate it? You know, and I told him the story about how I communicated and he was like, here are my thoughts. If you really believe that God spoke this to you, that he brought you to this name, this is the name for your daughter. I would suggest that you would try and communicate that with that emphasis, with that passion, with that conviction. Like, did you sound confident when you were talking about this? And, you know, and as I reflected back, I was like, yeah, I guess I really didn't. Because I wasn't confident. I kind of was wishy-washy and thinking like, oh, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't know. (laughs) And so, you know, uh, often I'll see my biblical counselor first and then my husband will, you know, come like an hour later and then we'll have like a, a couple session together. And so, you know, that happened and he came in. And, you know, my, our counselor gave us the opportunity, me the opportunity to share this with him in a new way. And so I kind of, after kind of having this, this faith and this passion ignited in me from the counselor, I shared with him like, Hey, this is really what I believe God said. And I love the meaning behind it. I love that we're going to speak this over her life. And I really feel strongly about this. You know, I, I, I do want to be in alignment with you. Like I'm, I'm not saying this is how it has to be, but I do want to revisit this conversation. Like if you really feel strongly that God, you know, cause I asked him, I asked my husband to have God speak to him and have God tell him if this was the right name or not. And so I said, if, if you really feel like this is not from God, like we won't do it. But do you feel that strongly? Like, where are you at? And so we kind of all, you know, talked about it for the next hour and came to the place where my husband was like, you know, what? if you feel that strongly, like, that's fine. Like, let's, let's do it. And so it is the name of our daughter now. And almost just like that, we missed that. And honestly, it is so incredible having this name. Every time I speak her name, every time I see it written down, I am reminded of God's promises and everything he did through that. And then, you know, if, if you have to listen to the episode, but there's like a whole Psalm connected to her name. That's like the number of the day that she was born. And so God confirmed it, like even in a bigger way. And I almost missed that because I was not in faith. I was not in confidence in what God had said. And so, you know, make sure as you do this focus work, as you hear from God, make sure this is what you feel him calling you to, but then stand confident in that and, and speak out of conviction and be unshakable in that. Again, being unshakable doesn't mean that you don't let other voices in. It doesn't mean that you do unreasonable things. You're not acting in wisdom or following your budget, but walk in confidence you know, make sure you're being respectful. Like I didn't tell my husband, this is how it's going to be. We're not going to do anything else. This is it. You know, that was not how I spoke. That's not the tone. That's not the words. Like I respected him and allowed him to, you know, speak into that. I didn't say it was the way it was going to be even after that conversation. But there was a difference in standing in this confidence in this place of like, I really believe this or this place of like wishy-washy, you should just kind of convince me that this isn't what I should do, you know? And so whatever it is, make sure you do the work first and then stand in confidence. So, you know, it could be something as like as small as like a gym membership. Maybe, you know, this is your year of getting your physical health back and you know, this is something that you need to do. And, you know, starting at the gym, that could be a trigger for a lot of people. So maybe you have a friend that's like, oh gosh, you know, I tried that and just, I couldn't keep up with it. Like you really just, you're going to waste your money. I, you know, I spent two years 
paying at that gym and I never went, you know, it could be something like that. It could be your husband saying like, we don't have the money for that, which again, we're not going to go against budgets and and wisdom in finances, but we're going to talk in a minute about planning it out and how to kind of get through that issue. But to even get to a place where you can try and plan it out and problem solve, you have to be confident in it. Because if you go to him and you say, hey, I really think a gym membership is, you know, something that I want to focus on this year. And he says, oh, we don't have the money for it. And you're like, oh, all right. You know, (laughs) you just walk away like that. Like, of course, he's not going to believe that that's like a really big priority for you. Like, you're not acting like it's a big priority. You have to be confident in this. Or maybe it's you know, money and time to go to therapy. Like maybe you realize it's time to really dive deep and heal some trauma and work through some stuff. And I know there's a lot of people that struggle with the idea of therapy and they don't put a value on mental health. And so, you know, that if you, if you go into those conversations, not being confident that this is what God has called you to, then it's probably not going to go anywhere. You know, if, if they say, oh, well, you don't need to do that. You're fine. And you don't press in with more confidence and kind of explain the full picture even, right? You have to like take them on the journey to help them see the full picture that this isn't just like a random thought you had that you just kind of feel like doing in this moment. But when you actually show them like, hey, I'm taking the time to think through this, to pray through this. And I really feel like this is a strong value. And you paint them this whole picture that it's not just this flighty thought. It's 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 grounded in all of this big, big foundation. Then they're going to be able to hear you out more and, and problem solve with you. But first you have to start with confidence. So that's number one. It's a big one. That's number one. Okay, I touched on number two. You have to plan it out. So since we're already talking about finances, let's go there. So if, you know, your husband says we don't have the money, okay. You know, and I don't know, some people that's just based on a feeling. Some people it's actually based on like a budget and, you know, you've really taken the time to budget every penny. And so, you know, depending on where you're at, really this can, this can be for both sides is like look at what is in your budget, or just look at where you're spending money. If you don't have a budget, what can be shifted? And when you do that, especially if you don't have a budget, you have to look at like your money is going to where your values are. Like that, whether whether you realize it or not, where you place your money is a signifier of where your values are. You know, some examples, like I have a friend that spends over a thousand dollars on vitamins every month because that is a big value to her. You know, I have other friends that, you know, get massages really regularly because that is a value to them. Now, these aren't people that are like crazy wealthy and have all the money in the world. This is where their values are. And so they place their money where their values are. And so if you don't have a budget, or even if you do and you haven't thought through this, like look at where your money is going because that is showing a value to you. You know, is there something that could shift? And before before you even can go to where what can shift, first you have to realize what value you're placing on the thing that you're trying to get. So whether it is therapy or whether it's a course or whether it is the gym membership, you have to, to shift your mindset around that sometimes. Because I know like I grew up with not a ton of money and so everything was like, it, it meant a lot. Like I, I, I became very frugal and didn't want to spend money on anything. Like I wanted to find the littlest amount of money to spend. Like I didn't even, 
<laughs> this is embarrassing. Luckily, I always live with roommates that invested a little differently, but <laughs> I just felt like I shouldn't buy paper towels. Like um, when I was after after college, I think probably during college too. I just didn't feel like that was something. And I know some of you are like super crunchy and you don't even buy paper towels. You got those reusable ones. Kudos to you. I'm not there yet, but I'm just talking about any kind of thing to like clean with. I don't know. I didn't buy paper towels because I felt like it was a waste of money. And so I like, I, 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 every little penny, I, I felt like it was wasting on certain things. And so even like therapy specifically, I remember, you know, I, I began by just spending a little of what I had on therapy. And so I do want to say like, whatever your budget is, you can probably find a therapist because you can see someone that's still in school. You can see someone that's still getting their hours. Sometimes other therapists will do a sliding scale. And so, you know, wherever your budget's at, you could probably find a therapist. And so, you know, I started off really little, but by the time that we, you know, my husband and I were going, we were married, we had, you know, a a good income. I was spending like the full price on therapy. And even as a therapist, like that just disturbed me at first. Cause you know, most therapy sessions generally are between, and it depends where you live. It depends on their experience, blah, blah, blah. But I would say generally between like a hundred and 200 a session. And so when we first started paying that, I just like was so freaked out by it. And I felt like we had to get so much value out of every session and otherwise it didn't make it worth it, even though really it's about the process. And there's often a building that happens, you know, like it it starts with one thing and that builds on the next thing and, and it creates this change over time. And also there's often these these micro changes happening that we we can't necessarily see or we don't know how something is going to continue to work in us throughout the week. And so I was so disturbed by that for the longest time until I just began to shift how I thought about about those resources. And I've done this with a lot of things over time. I've really shifted a lot. Like, you know, I now buy paper towels, which is very exciting. I buy, you know, we we go to therapy or, or counseling. Even like courses, I have now, because of where God is calling me to my business have invested in some courses I never would have thought I had the money for or would would give the money to um you know I, even a year ago but now I'm so grateful because God used it in these massive ways and so we need a shifting of our money of of, of our values of looking at money in a different way again I have to keep repeating this because it's so important. I'm not saying to go outside of your budget. I am a big believer in budgets, a big believer in using wisdom. I'm all about, if you're struggling in finances, by the way, I highly recommend Dave Ramsey's. You've probably heard of him by now. He's everywhere, but his financial peace university is so incredible. And I, he he's just amazing. So that is the place that is, that is my value in money. That's how I see it. And so definitely not advocating to go above and beyond what you have, but sometimes it needs a shift in your mind. And sometimes it means like a tangible shift in how you're spending your money. So some things I was you know about to start talking about with what we can actually shift is, okay, how much are you eating out? Like eating out takes up so much more money than we realize. It is crazy when you start to look at it. And if you've ever sat down, you know, if you're not a budgeter, you might not have ever sat down to look at how much you're spending on eating out. That can be a huge chunk that if you can reallocate those resources and you can cook more from home and there are simple meals that you can make. I've been learning more and more how to do that lately. Thank you, Chelsea Joe. <laughs> 
but you can, you know, make that shift. Or, you know, I know so many people that have Starbucks addictions. I've never been one of them, but I mean, it's a good drink. I just, you know, I, I, I like it at home. Like I like my coffee at home. And so, but if you, if that's you and there's so many of you out there, like add up what you're spending every month at Starbucks. What does that look like? Maybe for you, it's clothes. Like maybe again, we were talking about toys or activities for the kids and you just feel like you have to buy more toys or more activities or all those things. Where are your values? What is your money saying about your values? And so there's, there can be some shifting that happens. So I, I just spent a lot of time talking about finances because it's such a big one, but this can be other things too. So, you know, going back to the gym one, maybe, you know, you have the finances to go to the gym and that's not a big deal, but you're not getting to bed on time and you need to wake up before your kids, before your husband leaves for work to get to the gym and you, there's no way you're going to actually wake up with your alarm clock because you're going to bed way too late. And so this is why we're talking about planning it out. We have to look at all of the factors that are going to affect our focus, that are going to affect this goal we're creating. So to make sure that we are thoroughly going through each one and making sure it's not going to derail us. So you've got to figure out how to get to bed earlier. And you got to form a plan. You got to figure out what time you need to be up to make sure you have time to get dressed, drive over, work out drive back, you know, shower, et cetera, like map out all of the details, what time, like work backwards, what time do you need to be up in order to make that happen? And this could be for any morning goal, not just the gym, figure out what time you need to go to sleep in order to get like seven to nine hours of sleep. Like you really shouldn't be getting less than that. And so then work your way backwards to see what time that is. Okay. And then what is getting in the way of you going to bed on time? Like maybe you're just binge watching TV. So maybe you just skip TV altogether and you read a book. Like how can you get yourself away from that? Maybe you can set a timer on your TV so it automatically turns off at a certain time. And sometimes those like little cues, you know, even though we can technically turn the TV back on, but sometimes it's just enough to help kick us into gear. And we're like, oh, wait, that's my cue. I got to get up and go to bed. Like even on the the Apple phone, gosh, I don't even know what it's called, like bedtime or I think in the health app, you can now set a focus. You guys all probably know this, but I just recently did it. You can set this timer thing, (laughs) go in the health app. You'll see what I'm talking about. You can set this timer thing to go off when it's time to wind down for bedtime. So I have my bedtime set for 10 so that I can get at least seven hours before five but my wind down starts at 9.30. So my phone goes off, it turns on like silent mode and reminds me at 9.30. And so now I know I need to go like start moving in that direction and it gives me some time because if it just went off at 10, you know, then I'm already past my bedtime. So figure out all of the related things. Plan these things out so that you can really like look at your when, your how and your when, and look at what might get in the way, what might affect it. What are the things you need to plan around that to make sure it's going to happen? All right. And the third thing is super crucial accountability. So when we do these big life changes, we so often can feel so pumped and excited in the beginning and then, you know, so easily trickle out. Like we might even have the confidence to tell our husbands, like not tell our husbands, but like talk to our husbands about like, hey, I really think a gym membership is what I need. And we're so pumped and we got everything ready. But then it tapers off. And when we ask, we don't ask anyone to hold us accountable. We don't tell anyone else 
that that is going to kind of check in with us about what we're doing, it's going to be so easy to slide off that goal, off that focus. Or it can be so much easier to just give away that time. Like even, you know, without the motivation lacking, like it can be so easy to, again, give our time to our kids again. Like stop set, we'll stop setting that boundary and we'll say, oh, well, I just, I should stay home and clean the house or, oh, I should, I should play with my kids or, oh, I feel bad making my husband help out with the kids this morning. Like I should just do it for him today or, oh, you know, again, I'm too tired because I stayed up too late. And so We need that accountability to help us remember our why, remember what we're doing, remember why this is our focus in the first place. And someone just to like check in with you and remind you of of what it is you're doing, what what your focus is. Now, maybe this is your husband. Maybe he's great at that and that's awesome. For some of you, it might be a friend. Maybe it's a mentor, whoever it is. You've got to have some accountability and that's why it's such an essential component in the academy because... We can't do this alone. Like we've got to have people that know our stuff. And like even just from af- have, I'm telling you about all these courses I've been taking lately, the ones with accountability, oh my gosh, like my game was stepped up to an entirely different notch because of the accountability I was surrounded by, by seeing them like, oh gosh, they got all that done. I guess I need to work a little harder to get that done. I don't want to be the only one that doesn't get it done. And sometimes like that pressure can be so good for us. So Whatever you need, build in some accountability. Ask someone to do this alongside of you. Maybe have them listen to the focus episode. Have them build their focus and you guys can be accountability partners and do it together. Okay, so those are, that's it for you. Take your focus, bring it to the next level by having conviction about it, forming a thorough plan around it and getting some accountability. And I can't wait when you do those things to see what God is gonna do through this. Like that focus is going to be unstoppable. And I can't wait to see. God, I thank you for these women. I thank you for where you're guiding them and leading them and how you're building their lives towards you. God, I pray that you would just bring them accountability partners. God, I pray that you would help them to see clearly the plans and the things that are going to get in the way. And God, I just pray for some Holy Spirit conviction, God, some boldness in their faith that you are calling them to these things and that they are going to not just settle in with a no, God, um, unless that's your way, God, but that they would just have this passion and this excitement they can talk with God. And I just pray that you would be in those conversations and have your way, God. Um, Also help them to have a soft heart, God, that no matter what happens, God, that you're going to show them a way to walk. Even if it's not maybe the exact way that they're thinking, God, that you're going to show them the way to walk so that they can make this their focus and that you're going to grow them so much through that. God, we love you and we thank you and we trust you with all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.